Hello and welcome to the Eldrick Church in the Community podcast. It's fair to say that we don't really know what we're doing, but hey, let's give it a go anyway. This week we have Jackie with us co-presenting. Hi Jackie! Hello James and everybody out there. <laughs> Hello to you. You mystery people, yes. How, how are you, Jackie? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, thanks, James. Yes, um, lots of good things going on. Oh, that, that's good. Um, been mixed weather. Like we've had, I feel like we've had, we had a lot of nice weather, but it's sort of turned over the past few days a little, hasn't it? It's been a bit wet. I'm looking out that side right now and the clouds are looking rather dark and grey. Yeah, typical bank holiday Monday weather, wasn't it? Awful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, dear. We... Um, I helped out at Beavers last night and we were doing a trail around the Prince of Wales Park, like an orienteering trail style trail. Yes. We're not allowed to meet inside at the moment. And I have to say, we all got absolutely drenched. So that but was... But I'm sure the kids loved it. Yeah, they, exactly. They don't seem to mind the bit where they're getting soaked. They just, yeah, I think it's just nice for them to be with their friends so every week we ask our guest if there's something they're feeling particularly joyful about lately or some good news that they want to share. So Jackie, do you have anything? I have two lots of good news, oh, James. that's great news. Buy one, get one free this week. <laughs> um, firstly, obviously, um, with the lifting of the restrictions on the 17th, mm. I am good finally going to be able to travel to my hometown of Leicester to see my family who I haven't seen since last June so that's really going to be quite exciting and something that I'm really looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, The second bit of good news which actually fits in rather nicely with tonight's um, topic for interview is that my team is Leicester City and they last played in an FA Cup final in 1969, mm. which they lost. They've <laughs> lost everyone they've ever been in. Okay. Um, and I remember crying myself to sleep that night. But on the 15th of May, they are back at Wembley playing oh. against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. So finally, <laughs> the dreams of myself and my dad and my sister might finally come true. So... <laughs> that's uh, that's what we're all looking forward to. I see, I see. A uh, bit lost on me, but I'm sure I can imagine <laughs> that's going to be great for you. Yeah. So um, my piece of good news this week is I have spent many hours today helping a friend of mine from church set up their new laptop. Now, their old laptop was about, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And they were just getting increasingly frustrated with the how much time it took just to do anything or, you know, get on a Zoom call, open a Word document, and to see the joy and the happiness yes. when you can just click on something and it happens instantly um, yeah. made me really happy. So that, that was actually really nice to see. So Good. I yeah, get some joy from that. I'm sure they very much appreciated your help. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I hope they did too. Oh dear.
Well, hello and welcome to the quick quiz. And before we begin, we need to uh, look at the answers for last week's quick quiz, which was all about weather. So last week, question one asked, why do skiers dislike a fern wind? And that was spelt F-O-E-H-N. Well, skiers dislike it because it's a warm wind and it melts all their snow. Question number two asked, what is the circulating Atlantic Ocean current which warms Western Europe? That would be the Gulf Stream. Question number three was about a weather presenter on television who describes himself on his Twitter bio as unapologetically flamboyant weatherman and drummer. That would be Owen Wynne Evans, formerly with Look North and currently the senior weather presenter with Northwest Tonight. Question number four asked about the shipping forecast, the BBC broadcast of weather reports for the seas around Britain's coasts. And the question was, how many sea areas or weather areas are there in this forecast? Well, the number is 31. Finally, what was the line on a weather chart which joins points of equal pressure? Well, that would be an isobar line. So, I hope you all got five out of five for that. This week's quick quiz involves letters of the alphabet. So, each answer is a letter from the alphabet. Question number one. The postcode for Ripon Nairsborough and Pateley Bridge starts with which letter? Question number two. Which letter, taken from the Latin for king or queen, usually follows Elizabeth when the queen signs her name? Question number three. The U-Bahn in Germany is the underground, but which letter denotes the overground or metro rail service? Question number four. Which letter might you see on a music manuscript, meaning soft or softly? And question number five, for all those chemists out there, what is the letter denoting the atomic symbol for potassium? Okay, so something more to ponder between now and next week when we'll find the answers. Well, this week we've got a very exciting podcast. We actually have three guests and they're all, um, what, how, how would you describe it? Are they, are they leaders? They're very connected. They're very connected to um, Eldrick Junior's Football Club. 
which I know they these days they must have so many group teams and whatnot. So I think it's gonna be a really interesting chat. So let's get them in. Well, hello, everybody. Um, thank you guys for agreeing to do this for, for us. You know, we've set up this Eldwick Church in the Community podcast. And it's, as it says on the tin, really, we wanted to get people from the Eldwick and Gilstead community involved um, just to promote themselves. And I think it's only right, really, that, um, you know, we, we do all link in together um, for the best interests of our community. Let me just say why I asked you to come on tonight. I am really passionate about Eldwick Juniors. Um, my son is now 28. But from the age of six, the under sevens, he played for Eldwick Juniors until he was 16. And the guys that he's friends with now, even though they've been scattered all over the world at some times, they are still his friends. They are the core group of his friends. Um, and certainly my, myself, my social circle was greatly enhanced by Eldwick Juniors. So I am very passionate about the work that goes on in the club. Um, we have with us Danny, who's the club chairman, and uh, I was wanting for you, Danny, to just give us a little bit of background about the club and when it started, etc., etc. If you could do that, it'd be great. Yeah, um, basically, uh, the history of Eldwick Juniors, it can go back, to, as far as we've got evidence we've found, goes back to as far as 1979, wow. and it was organised and formed by uh, David Lawson, so I presume he must have been... Uh, either a dad or a, a key figure within the community who wanted to set up a football team. Um, but that that were Eldwick Juniors, but it even goes back further where we there were a successful under-17s team. Again, obviously, not a, these are not juniors, but under-17s team of 1947. Oh, cracky. Uh, so we don't we haven't got much information around this time we found this off of, of a knowledgeable uh, community person who jamie knows a name and i will get jamie to mention his name later on when he does speak but he knows a lot of history about the club but the players uh we've got at the moment we've got over 300 children but back in them days i think it was just one one or two teams and i think over years it's it's just grown and grown and grown with a love of football and, and, you know, for people around Eldwick and Bingley, you know, to come and play football. And especially at Eldwick, we promote more of a family-orientated, getting together, having a bit of fun. You know, there's other football teams out there naming no names. Which I know, at... you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they look at more turning kids into more professional careers but we we're not like that we're a family orientated club we just want the kids to come enjoy themselves have fun meet up you know and 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 basically enjoy themselves but like back in january 2003 the football club were awarded the prestigious charter standard club which is issued by the football association so that is like our set of main rules and guidelines of what we must do to run a successful junior football club. But, yeah, because uh, it's, there's a lot of work involved. 
Oh, there is, a, there is a lot of work, a lot of fundraising, a lot of organisation, and we all do it free of charge, you know. We all have everyday jobs, you know, and we've got this to fit in, but the main reason we do it, and the majority of people in on the committee, is we've got kids in these football teams, and we want to see them do well, enjoy themselves, and really promote Eldwick Juniors to become bigger and better for all of us, really. Yeah, excellent. I mean, it's got to be the biggest community asset that we've got um you know certainly the biggest community club activity that we've got in this area isn't it yeah definitely most definite with with over 300 children involved you know compared to smaller groups like the scouts the cubs but even some of our kids will go to them organizations but when we do an event especially within the community it is a big event you know like three years ago we did a uh, an inter-tournament cup where uh, the teams, the kids' mums and dads played each other in a big tournament on Eldwick Rec, and we did raise money from that, and we had a really good day. You know, everyone seemed to have a good time on the rec. You yeah. know, so that is our main community, like, field, where we all got there involved. And there were other people coming up, mums and dads, grandmas and granddads, you know, coming to watch this event, and it was a really good day for the community and for the club. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, that's it, isn't it? Keeping families together, doing something. The kids aren't sat inside yeah. watching screens and uh, getting them out in the fresh air. Um, so what age range do you have then with the children that you've got, Danny? Right, we start off really with preschool. Wow. <laughs> so we start off with preschool. So that's Jamie's job, that. He, 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 he organises the preschool kids, so any, ages from five... To, to the top age we've got is the under-16s. Right. And then as kids get older, they get to under-16s, the, the paths change in life, you know, and some either fall out with football or they go and meet girlfriends or a different group of friends, you know. But um, from 16 to 18, we do get some kids transfer to other teams, but we only go up to the under-16s. Right. That's, that's still an incredible age range, though, isn't it? I didn't realise you'd got preschool children involved now. Um, yeah. which we again like to is get them early because yeah. as, as, the, as, if we get them interested in the club, they go up through the rankings in the club, you know, yeah. and if it weren't for the kids and the families of Eldwick, we wouldn't have a club. No. And, and I know, you know, I, I know as club chairman, you might not necessarily be involved in the the coaching of the kids, but you are very involved in the fundraising and putting activities together. Um, and that again, you know, I'm sure takes up a lot of your voluntary given time. So that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. And it ain't just me, I've got to say, there's a group of us really, there's a committee what spend a lot of time, somebody, we've all got our own little jobs, you know, and we come together and we have meetings and we discuss what we're going to do for the kids and how we're going to organise it. You know, like we're a club where the money goes directly back to the kids. So whatever money we've got in the bank account, we spend it on equipment, we spend it on Christmas parties, we spend it on selection boxes, you know, or even presentation days for mums and dads where they can have a bit of a drink and, and, and get together, you know. So we don't just use Eldwick Rec, we've used the old Glen pub, uh, the Glen down at Gilstead, we've used the Birches, you know, for events, we've used the, the community hall, you know, and everyone really just has a good time. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks for that, Danny. It's it's really given me, you know, quite an update um, and certainly an insight into what you're involved with. 
Um, and so maybe now I should move to one of the coaches. And I think we've got Jamie that can speak to us. Are you there, Jamie, with us? Yeah, I'm here, yeah. Oh, hi, Jamie. Um, yeah. Now, so do you want to explain what your role is at Eldwick Juniors and how long you've been involved, etc.? <laughs> how long have we got? <laughs> Not long. Uh, well, uh, my actual official title is um, the Club Welfare Officer. Um, right. I've been that for a couple of years now. Uh, but I've been at the club for probably seven to eight years now. Right. Um, it started off from helping out from the sidelines just now and again to getting more involved like you do. Um, to, to the point where, you know, I wanted to get in, involved and, you know, get the club improved, you know, you know, go further, you know, different ways. And like I said, Lee, uh, Danny mentioned, you know, I, I look after the preschool basically a while ago. We used to have a company come in and look after that age group, but obviously then we took it in house. So myself and another coach um, look after them and, we, you know, we, we rebranded re it Eldwick Juniors Little Eagles. Because um, obviously the actual nickname of the Eldwick Juniors is the Eagles. So That's you right, have to, yeah. to, to play on that word, you know make it more of an identity within the community and obviously for the for the you know for the kids themselves you know and basically we look after like say actually four-year-olds five-year-olds um that young um in the abc club um obviously i've coached away from un under sevens up to what are my lads now under 14s now um so yeah i've, I've worked you know all the way through you know and i help out where i can in all of other teams um Obviously, as a welfare, obviously I look at the health and safety, you know, we work with a committee, you know, to make everything safe, you know, yes. especially during this current pandemic and, you know, COVID, to make sure everything was safe to come back to. So, you know, it's a lot of hard work, you know, especially, um, if I'm honest with you, you know, I've got a full-time job, you know, but I'd probably do more hours in volunteer work than I do in my full-time job, but... <laughs> You know, <laughs> as it all strains, but like you know, I enjoy it. You know, I do it for the kids. You know, and and obviously, as we you know, we've spoken before, and obviously, the other show I said escapade what I've started is obviously the girls, obviously, which we can obviously talk about later if you'd like. Yeah, or... I mean, I'd like to move on to that because I mean, mm. the the rise of the women's game has has just been tremendous. Um, you know, globally. Um, and we and I'll explain. We you and I had a chat some weeks ago, didn't we? And I was saying yeah. when my lad played, we had a girl in our team who was absolutely outstanding. Um, but unfortunately, when she got to age ten, ten and a half, she had to stop playing because at that time there was no, there were no mixed teams. And there was no girls team for her to go into. So she stopped playing with Eldwick. She actually went on, I believe, to Bradford City. They picked her up. But, um, yeah, it's a very different now for girls. So what what have you got going on for the the Lionesses, you call them, don't yeah, you? Yeah, the Lionesses. Yeah, well, it all started off, like I said, in June 2019, where it happened at a gala where we kept getting asked about do we do a girls team and or, or girls training. But since that point, they've all been mixed. Um, and basically got to a point where my son went to an evening training, so I had an hour spare on a Saturday. So I said, you know, I spoke to another coach, you know, shall we give it a go, you know, try to get it going. And to be honest, we ain't looked back. So in June 2019, I put a, a post on the local Elderbican Community Gilstead Facebook page saying, in three days' time, on this were on the Wednesday, we're going to have our first session, just see how it goes on the Saturday. And we had 22 girls turn up on that first, first, yeah. first day. Yeah. And obviously, since then, you know, stop start with obviously with the pandemic but since we restarted 
you know, it, it's just gone from strength to strength, you know, rebranded to Elliot Junior Line Assistant again to give them their own identity, their own, you know, feel, you know, the whole, you know, the whole, you know, the whole point with the girls football for me, obviously at Elderwick is, it's to give somewhere, somewhere safe, somewhere fun, you know, somewhere they didn't feel pressured, you know, you know, sometimes not wanting to play with, you know, with the boys, unfortunately, you know what I mean? That they had the opportunity and that's what the key word is for me is, is the opportunity. Yeah, um, so, brilliant. So, yeah, so absolutely brilliant. How many girls do you have with the club now? Then we've now got eighty plus, and like I said, oh, yeah, and we're getting like I said, each week I'm getting messages and messages, and we've got to a point where we're now into you know enough girls in each age group from under fives going up to under thirteens in teams. We've actually got a team at the under thirteen which Lee's you know one of the head coaches for who are currently top of the league joint with another team in their second season. Oh, well, the very best to look to them. Yeah. Good girls, good. I mean, I have to say, you know, we go into church on a Sunday morning and as we're coming out of church and obviously it's just start, everything's just opening up gradually, isn't it? But to see all the kids coming off the wreck again in their kits and they're so proud, aren't they, to wear those kits when they, they get those new kits and they're going out there and they may play absolutely rubbish, but they think they've had the greatest game in the world I was used to find. Well, um, yeah. So it's lovely to see, it really is. Um, well, thanks, thanks for that. And you've touched on the fact that you were the welfare officer and obviously COVID's had a big impact on all sports. Um, but what I'd like to do is speak to Lee if he's around because you've mentioned that he's also a coach. And I'd just like to talk about how you've had to sort of deal with some of the, um, you know, coming back from COVID uh, and what you've noticed amongst the kids, if that's okay, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, perfectly fine, yeah. Okay, thanks thanks very much and thanks for setting no, it's this pleasure. up. It's a pleasure. Okay, so Lee, are you there? I understand you're the secretary of the club as well as one of the coaches. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I took over as secretary probably just over a year ago now. Um, and I coach the under 10 boys. So we've got two teams at under 10s as well as the under 13 uh, girls team, the Lionesses, which is the oldest age group of girls we've currently got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you that the benefits you've seen of sport, of getting the kids back after lockdown and how they've reacted, you know, about coming back to playing. Yeah, well, yeah, from, from a coach's point of view, but also from a, from a you know, parent's point of view as well. My two, my two youngest, obviously, are in the age groups that I, that I look after. So my daughter in particular, um, she didn't have the last year in primary school that she'd hoped for. Obviously, going from year six then to, to year seven. So, yeah, I feel as though they've missed out on a lot and they've missed out on a lot of social activities. Uh, and, yeah, as I say, everybody remembers the last day of primary school, whereas mm -hmm. this, you know, this age group, um, the year six is going into year seven, didn't really have that. So I think football has, you know, has been a, you know, a, a massive way for them to, to sort of stick together. My older girls group, they've, they've got their own... Uh, players WhatsApp group, which they're all sort of gene each other on with. So yeah, I think it's been great for them, as well as the coaching, as well as the matches, to you know, to have that larger circle of friends for for what's been a pretty yeah, 
pretty rubbish end to primary school and start to secondary school for, for yeah. a lot of them. You've just described their WhatsApp group. So that's them already making real friend, firm friendships. What else do you see as coming out of playing football as a team sport for children? Yeah, they're already planning their end of season kind of social events. Um, so yeah, we, without a doubt, you get obviously you've got the quieter ones in the group, and I think you know the shared interest that they've got in football, you know, allows them to express themselves without having to be the loudest in the group. But yeah, over over the time that they've been together, yeah, without a doubt, the you know nobody's left out. They're all you know they're all in it together. They've all got, as I said to to my daughter, you've all got a shared interest. Um, and yeah, and football's only a, a small part of that. Uh, yeah, but an important part, yeah. definitely. I remember a teacher at Eldwick Primary School saying to me many years ago that they had spotted a difference in the classroom with the children who were playing football together regularly. These children were already team building and bonding and hopefully had some of the disciplines that would hold them in good stead for later in their lives. Have you started to see any of that with your teams of children? Yeah, I totally agree. I think, again, using the older girls, because they're a mixed age group, so it's it's year seven and eight girls, so they're sort of first and second years at high school. So, yeah, the really nice thing we saw is that the year eights or, or the year sevens that were moving to year eight were already at the high school, almost ready to welcome the, you know, the, the new year sevens. So, yeah, that particularly worked well, the, you know, the... Most of them go to Beckfoot, not all of them, but uh, yeah, they've all been able to introduce each other into, you know, into the school really. And the older ones have, I think, taken the younger ones under their wing a little bit, which is great. As I say, we took the we took the decision to name a captain as well for the girls this season, um, which I think was a was a slight gamble, but choosing the player that we that we did meant you know we knew that she was going to be. Um, the right sort of candidate. She leads by example on the pitch and she, you know, she encourages on and off the pitch and she's been a, a big part of this WhatsApp group sort of sending out encouraging messages and it's really nice, it's, it's definitely, and I always check with my, with my daughter, obviously none of the parents are on it so they could be saying anything to each other but yeah, I do check from time to time with my daughter just exactly what's, you know, what's going on there and it's always, you know, encouragement, you know, Excellent. There's never a crossword be between them. There's no falling out at training, or if there is, it's it's over and done with. You know, so so that's an example really where the social media has worked really well, as well Excellent. as the parents uh, WhatsApp group that we've got just to just to arrange games. You know, when, what time training is, what what time the match is, and, and where it's at. But that leads on to then you know people sharing videos of the games, people sharing photographs of the games. Um, you know, and, and saying how well the girls are doing collectively as a, as a group of really proud parents as well. Finally, if people want to know more about Eldwick Juniors, Danny talked about a website. Is that easy to find? Accessible. It is, yeah, eldwickjuniors.co.uk um, or if they prefer to find the Eldwick Juniors main page on Facebook, just type in Eldwick Juniors FC or, you know, for the girls specifically, um, it's, uh, it's, it's Eldwick Junior's Lionesses, uh, which I'm, you know, which, which Jamie's covered off with you. So yeah, Eld, eldwickjuniors.co.uk and you can find all the links you need there. 
Well, that's excellent. You're doing a grand job and I'm glad that it's still got ongoing even after, since 1947, can you believe? I think it's important that other people in the community realise how much work goes into the Eldwick Juniors and the benefits for our young people. To all, to all three of you, to Danny, to Jamie and to Lee, I'll just say a massive thank you for coming and doing this with me tonight and being part of the Eldwick Church in the Community podcast. Thank you. Well, thank you very much to Danny, Lee and Jamie for taking the time out to talk to them. That was really interesting and I hope you all learnt something at home about their goings on. Well, just before we finish for the week, I'd like to ask my co-presenter for a recommendation of something, you know, that they, whatever that may be. So, Jackie, do you have something prepared? Uh, yes, James. I know that most weeks somebody's given a book to recommend. Um, and I, d I do read. I read quite a lot. Mm. But I thought I'd change it this time. And a programme that we've really enjoyed watching and we've caught up with Catch Up and all these clever things that you can mm. get mm. on your television now has been the Matt Baker um, series, My Family in the Dales. Very briefly, Matt Baker's mum and dad have a farm in the Dales mm. and um, his mother is the shepherdess and she had quite a nasty accident and smashed her knee up with one of the sheep oh. um, and as a result he got the call, you know, we can't manage the farm, can you help? Mm. So he basically packed up wife and children and off they went to his family farm where he grew up. And it's all about how he's changed things round at the farm, not just some of the animals, but also the circumstances around the farm, how he's moved things out and um, it, just to help them. Um, and it, it's been a really lovely watch and it, it's just so full of joy and the whole family clearly are absolutely devoted to one another mm. so that would be my oh, recommendation oh, find the matt great. baker, matt baker. Um, oh, was that on bbc um i think it might have been on one of these four channels itv4 Channel or something ITV4? but okay. we we caught up with it on um iplayer anyway so mm -hmm. okay very good well my recommendation this week it's it was a series that's oh it's supposed to have been about a year since the last series was on, but it was all it's on B it was on BBC and it was called Race Across the World, and it was oh. I, you, I, you you might not have watched. I it, have heard it? of it. Yes, oh, you have uh, heard yeah. of it. Yes, and it, it's where they, there's a um, a set of teams and they plunk them down in sort of place A in, in the world, and then they over about I don't know was it about ten weeks they have to sort of using just sort of maps and, you know, traditional methods of transportation, public transportation and whatnot, buses and trains, they have to get right across to, like, the other side of the world. And it is a race. And it is, it's surprisingly interesting. And, you know, you also get kind of, you know, you learn about the cultures and, you know, you get to see the different towns and amazing places that they kind of go to along the way and the, the dynamics between the pairs, because obviously spending 10 weeks... Kind of as a team there's like brother sister pairs or father son you know there's lots of different things and it, I, I honestly it was surprisingly 
thrilling and exhilarating. So there you go. That's that's my recommendation. So two two so TV given... shows. Well, thank you very much to both everyone from Eldrick Juniors and Jackie for being my co-presenter this week. And I wish all of you at home well, and I will see you next week, and stay safe. <laughs>